0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Entrepreneur Rx, where we help healthcare professionals own their future. So, hello, and welcome to another edition of Entrepreneurs Rx. I am thrilled to have Sanjay Prasad on. Sanjay is a physician, he's an otolaryngologist, he does skull based surgery, among other things. He's had an incredibly distinguished queer, and I'm excited to have him on. Sanjay, how are you?
1: It's a pleasure to be on your show, John. Thank you so much for the invitation.
0: I really appreciate it. Okay, you've got a really cool background. Can you, like, just for for people who are listening, because once we get into this, they're going to wonder how you came up with this idea and, you know, whereabouts did it come from? So, can you kind of go over your background a little bit?
1: Sure. You know, I was born in India. I came here in 1962. I was a year old. And my parents came here really looking for a healthcare solution for someone in the family. And you know, we grew up in the Washington DC area, found the solution 30 years, otolaryngology, head, neck surgery. I do neurootology and skull-based surgery. And I've been practicing for 30 years and several years ago, you know, I just realized that the system is not working on behalf of the patients, especially the referral system to surgeons. The patients are lost. They're getting surgery they don't need. It's just a mess. So we're trying to disrupt that whole, disrupt is probably a powerful word. We're trying to improve that referral system, if you will, to surgeons, if that makes sense.
0: It makes total sense. And this is this be one of those TMI moments, but I recently had a, a schwannoma removed. And yeah. so I went, I found, uh, you know, a gentleman I knew when he's a neurosurgical resident who did skull based surgery, went to him and an otolaryngologist who did skull based surgery and had this removed in a 10 hour procedure. And so I, I'd always remark, and, and I had it pretty easy. I drove over to California. I was in the hospital on Thursday morning, ICU Friday, drove myself home on Sunday. And it was pretty easy, but I always thought, God, what do you do if you're not in medicine? Because even though I was in medicine, I still, it still took a while to, to get there, to get to see someone like you. How, how are you improving that?
1: Well, we're improving it by using two things. One is a, a personalized concierge service, that handholds patients, you know, patients are told they need surgery. And then a whole medical records distribution platform, all HIPAA compliant, which brings your medical record and your imaging, your DICOM files up to the cloud. And then we send it to all the surgeons in your network, in your geographic area for review. And they validate necessity, They put in alternatives to surgery, if that's indicated, and they also put in their past experience, how many they've done, success rates, complication rates. We corroborate that. We compare them, score them. Patients are now able to choose their surgeon based on quality scoring, very specific to their condition, very specific to the surgery they need.
0: And how did you come up with this idea?
1: Well, you know what's happening today, John, you and I both know this. There's a referral to a surgeon made either from a primary care doctor or from an emergency room visit or, you know, urgent care, but there's just not enough time to spend thinking about the cost of the care, not enough time spent thinking about the outcomes, the surgical outcomes. So we're trying to empower primary care physicians, empower emergency room physicians to make that referral based on cost and quality. It just makes a ton of sense to us.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. But it happens retrospectively, right? So for example, me in the emergency department, I say, go to, is it a website that I'll refer patients to, and they upload their information?
1: So it can happen pretty easily from the emergency room. It's a simple call or referral to our concierge service. We take it from there. All patients need to do is to sign a HIPAA release that allows us to aggregate their records and send it to multiple surgeons. And we, we do all the magic on the back end. We we source their medical record. We source their DICOM images. Send it up to the cloud, and then you know, off we go. And then the patients essentially get a list of surgeons who have opined on their case. You know, they've got a swollen knee. They can't get in and out of the car. They can't get their clothes on. So hard to do. You yeah. know, and then by the comfort of their home, you get all these opinions. So it just makes so much sense.
0: Yeah, I have to tell you that this idea is genius, and I don't say that about a lot of ideas. But this one I absolutely love. There's a company I started a number of years ago called Healthy Bid, which was not as sophisticated as yours, but it was based on price. It would allow surgery centers and surgeons to bid on folks' outpatient electric procedures. Hey, we've got an opening on Tuesday mornings. We're always slow. We'll do your total need for X. Yeah. And it didn't go anywhere. It was a little early. But the thing that was missing is exactly what you're doing, which is Embracing and tying this quality and outcome measures, how has this been received?
1: You know, it's been very well received in the surgeon community. I can tell you, my colleagues absolutely love this, and every surgeon John is very proud of their outcomes. So yeah. this gives them a chance to kind of brag about their outcomes. This is this is great for them, you know. And the surgery centers love it because you know they're getting their operating rooms filled with cases they wouldn't have otherwise seen. And we're also, John, it's really interesting what's happening. These cases are peer-reviewed before they get to the surgeons, you know, a technology, whether it's an app or iPad or a website. So they're peer-reviewed. Necessity is already determined. It's actually lowering their malpractice risk. And in fact, I think when time it's going to lower their malpractice insurance premiums. It's a win-win for everybody, not only for them, but also for the surgery center and for the hospital to lower their malpractice risk.
0: That's really interesting. You know, there's a male medical student I worked with, and he came up with this prospective analysis based upon a database query of patients who are walking in. And he did it for the emergency department. I said, it doesn't help us because it's untallable. We're seeing them no matter if they sued every physician they've seen. So yeah. However, though, if you were a surgeon and you, you see this patient coming in who sued other physicians four times, you're going to think, maybe not a patient I want to deal with. It'd be an interesting tie-in to vet patients, much like Uber, you know, you call up Uber and they say, oh, this guy's a jerk, he's always rude to us, we're not gonna pick him up. It'll be interesting to add that component to what you're doing.
1: Absolutely, I mean, there's always a room for more innovation, no question. But John, you know, one thing we've been studying for the last six months is this issue of racial disparities in surgical outcomes. And, you know, your audience may not be aware, but, you know, black patients, when you compare to white patients, uniformly seem to do worse uh, with surgical outcomes. And with ovarian cancer, you can talk about kidney transplant, you can talk about, you know, gastric fundoplication, you can talk about uh, hepatocellular carcinoma. They have higher mortality rates. They're not getting referred to high volume, high quality surgeons. You know, this disparity is happening. And, you know, the group at Brigham wrote a beautiful meta-analysis of 88 articles, in 2013, but there's no solution. So our system is a solution for this because when we send the records to surgeons, surgery centers, and hospitals, we are anonymizing, we're sanitizing the records for name, race, and ethnicity. And so we are in fact are are applying for an SBIR grant through the NIH to study this. And so we're really excited because this is a a very powerful solution to level the playing field for Black patients.
0: So that's incredibly near and dear to my heart. You know, I work in an inner city emergency department. We have a business that does all of our care in indigenous areas. So I've become incredibly sensitive to the racial and socioeconomic disparities about the way patients are treated in the U.S. And I don't think I realized that until going out on the reservation in the U.S., Absolutely right. And I, I read that study and it, frankly, it's embarrassing that there's two levels of care, two levels of quality or more in, in the U.S. right now. And it's, it's shameful. And so I think what you're doing, I didn't think of this until you said it, of course, that is it's exactly right. It's, it's making patients anonymous. Now they're just, hey, this is a patient with a, with a schwannoma. Uh, right. Nothing else matters and nothing else should matter.
1: You're right. And you know, and we're blinding also insurance. So, you know, why why does the surgeon need to know the insurance? Just make the best decision you possibly can based on the records and based on the pathology. It just makes so much sense.
0: Now, how do you say it's not that your system is sophisticated enough that it stays in network? So for example, I mean mm-hmm. healthcare, you get the information from the ED. They say, hey, Schubelt has a you know fracture, it's elective, but he needs an orthopedic surgeon. When you send it out, you send it out to only United Healthcare orthopedic surgeons in my area in network, obviously.
1: Yeah, so we're we've gained tremendous interest with Blue Cross Blue Shield. And they're very interested in connecting their members to the best in class surgeons within their network. And not only that, you know, the employers love this because now this solves some of the, you know, the discrimination issues with surgical outcomes there as well. And they want the best of care. But Patients sometimes end up seeing an out-of-network physician, and they just don't realize that there may be surgeons within the network that have better outcomes, more volume, more higher quality than who they've seen. So this is a great way to get patients from out-of-network situations into in-network situations, drop their deductibles, drop the cost for the employer. It just makes so much sense.
0: It does. It's the little, it's like the triple aim. And now literally everybody wins. Yeah. How is this this monetized?
1: So we charge the health plan. We charge them a subscription fee per member, per per employee, per month. Then we can also charge a concierge fee. We're very flexible on our revenue stream with whatever works. You know, look, we've gained so much interest from Blue Cross. We've got two Blue Cross plans that are very excited about this. They've referred us to the Association of 36 Other Blue Cross Plans. And we've got a, a Fortune 50 company that wants to start using this. We're just so excited where we are.
0: That is totally amazing. How long have you been, how long has it been up and running?
1: You know, the idea was in 2014, started it, built the technology, you know, COVID hit right in last year, all surgeries went on pause. And uh, now, even now, you know, patients are somewhat reluctant to get back in the surgery center. They're very reluctant to get into the hospital setting. It's a great time to reset healthcare as we know it today. And in fact, I wrote a book, John, I know you're a multi-book author. I wrote a book on uh, resetting healthcare post-COVID-19 pandemic, and it's all about resetting and reorganizing healthcare so it works for the patients. It just makes so much sense.
0: It does. and You're right. It's a perfect inflection point at this time, and and I was in the ED till early this morning, and as I know you know, and our listeners know, it's back, and it's back with a vengeance, and although it might be less lethal, it's certainly more contagious, but I had a number of patients last night, and all of them who were sick did not get the vaccine. Oh God. Just, just, they were ignorant to to its value, or just unaware or unavailable, but it was, you know, people are still dying of COVID and it's probably unnecessary. So you're right, it's a good time to reset. So Jim, what was your biggest aha moment doing this?
1: The biggest aha moment was, I wasn't sure. You know, I wasn't sure if I would get surgeon engagement and I have just been shocked because the surgeons love this because when they sign up on our platform they do have to be board certified. They do indicate their areas of interest. So we only send cases to them based on their area of interest. But I'll tell you something else that happened. You know, we have connected patients now based on area of interest, not necessarily on specialty. So what do I mean by that? If somebody gets a colorectal cancer, right? Or they get a cancerous polyp, for example, they go see a colorectal surgeon, You know, they're ready to have a colectomy, they're ready to have this, you know, a lot of morbidity, a lot of cost, ICU stay perhaps, et cetera. But that same case is connected to, and an interventional gastroenterologist who can perhaps remove that through a colonoscope, it just makes so much sense. A tenth of the cost, patients back to work, less time away from work, you know, fast recovery, zero mortality. These are the some of the benefits of the multi-specialty opinioning that we're doing. It just has to be done, John.
0: And it is amazing. Are there do you have any competitors, or as Peter Thiel would say, is this a zero-to-one concept? In other words, were you the really the first one in the market to aggregate the data this way? And you have the perfect background to do it. You're a surgeon, so you get it. Is this, no, is no. this your zero-to-one concept?
1: Well, we'd like to think so. Of course, as you're a startup, right? You'd like, to, you'd like to think that way. But we've gained a lot of interest with Fortune 50 companies, and the major insurers are finally aboard on this concept. You know, they... they I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go, but I can tell you, it, I just feel like it's the moment for healthcare in America. There's no question.
0: I totally agree. What I, what I mean by zero to one is do you have any competitors or right now, are you the field?
1: Well, you know, there are a lot of solutions out there, a lot of cost containment providers, reference-based pricing solutions. As you know, there's a lot of companies connecting employees, to a bundled providers, right? As you know, they're sending hip replacements to a certain place or, or cardiac valve surgeries to another place for a bundled price. I think that's all great. They're all using kind of generalized Medicare quality data. We are uber focused on procedure specific quality data across the array of surgeons. So we're looking at last year's, how many gallbladders did you do? What was your bile duct injury rate? What was your conversion rate? How many times did you have to open the abdomen? to gain control of bleeding. You know, we're looking at metrics that really matter to patients, and we're here to educate the patients about the quality measures. That's what our concierge does. It's just so beautiful.
0: So, okay, patient, here's what you look for when you're trying that. We're gonna send you a list of five surgeons in your area, in network, who rank yeah. the best in quality. Here are the things we looked at and the things you should ask about. And that's that's, that's awesome. Absolutely. Um, wow, I can see why this is in such a rapid uptick as far as usability goes. And there really isn't, I mean, there's really isn't a downside to doing this. I mean, it's the everybody wins.
1: Yeah, and John, if you're interested in this, please join our team, we'd love to have your input you know, anyone who, you know, has some input or channels or distribution channels to insurance brokers or the big insurance brokers like Mercer or Marsh or, you know, Gallagher or Lockton, you know, please contact us. But info at com. It's so easy to reach me. Happy to talk to anybody who can help us.
0: I appreciate that. I and mean, I'm going to reach out to you because I had a couple of questions and, and some ideas of things that things that that may actually help, but you're clearly leaving the pack. Essentially, what would you what would you leave the listeners with who listen to this podcast and say, Well, I want to be him? Because you literally, I think this is this zero-to-one concept. You're doing something totally unique. You're making the market. What's your advice to people who want to be you? Are you are you talking about surgeons or are you talking about MDs in particular? Entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs.
1: Entrepreneurs. Well you gotta find your passion. You've got to find something that you're super passionate about. You think about, you know, you you can't sleep at night. You wake up in the morning. That's all you think about. If what you're working on is not that kind of thing in your mind, if you're not so passionate about it, you've got the wrong, you're you're barking up the wrong tree. You've got to be so passionate about what you're doing and, and about fixing the world. The world needs a lot of fixing in a lot of different industries, not just healthcare. And technology is there. But all these tools are there, AI, machine learning. There's so many tools out there. So the opportunities are endless, John.
0: I could not agree more. Well, Sanjay, thank you. This has been incredibly, really insightful and enlightening. Where can our listeners find you?
1: Well, you can find me at, you know, you go to resettinghealthcare.com if you want to learn about the book. But if you want to learn about the platform, you know, surgeryquality.com, just email me at info at com. I'm happy to, to answer questions. And anybody who has any guidance or advice, our ears are wide open. You know.
0: Thank, thank you very much. I think you're going to get a lot of people reaching out to you because I do think this is a phenomenal concept. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another great edition of Entrepreneur Rx. To find out how to start a business and help secure your future, go to johnshufeltmd.com. Thanks for listening.